So um, it's day five. Welcome to the Robcast. <laughs> Sitting here with Kristen Bell. And day five of what? That's the thing. We, we don't really know. Yeah, that is a thing. Self-quarantine, social distancing, day isolation, day five, national emergency, pandemic. Day five of, wow, life really looks different. Right. Uh, work, school, was it school from home? School um, from home, work from home. Our daughter now is doing at-home learning. That's what the right. school calls it. Which is at, different than homeschooling. Yeah, at-home learning. At-home learning. Um, um, so she has started in on her packet for the day. So hi, everybody. It's Rob and Kristen here. And uh, so I assume you're like us. We assume that you are um, in your place of living. This is our fifth day with uh, very little contact with the outside world, the five of us in a space. Right. It was last week when um, Trace's College sent everybody home yeah. to do remote learning. Um, Violet's school closed. Like it, it was last week when things started shutting down here. I so, assume everybody had that same sense. So you know it's something's coming. This, thing's like, this thing might be a thing. And then suddenly, and you're watching the news, and then suddenly you're like, oh, whoa, this is really serious and right and then every time every day we go out for a walk um we notice more things are closed and now everything's closed pretty much give or take grocery stores yeah so we thought it might be nice to just talk about these strange times that we're all in together right right the uh that feeling there's a couple words that come to mind but i know you have some words you want to talk about as well Right. Do you want to start? One of my words is primal. Right. You have primal. Yeah. Because like we were getting groceries a couple days ago and like the bare shelves is such a, well, routine experience in lots of places in the world. But I know for many people that uh, when shelves are empty, it goes uh, way to the core at some level. But then you mentioned it as well as a mother. Right. And actually, that was one of the things I had on my list that I thought it would be nice to talk about is the emotions that come up. Um, they're powerful. They're, they're powerful. And I think it's important to start with whatever it is you do feel. Because um, I know that I've had the impulse my entire life. Um, and I think it's true for anyone who's in a helping profession. Um, like our old life in the church world, um, therapists, um, medical workers, nurses, um, there's kind of this impulse like we're not allowed to have these feelings. Like we have to be strong. We have to be helping others. And I've noticed in my own life how that just doesn't work. Like if I start with all these things, like I, there's all these feelings that I can't feel. All right, like what you're supposed to be. Like, oh, it's a crisis. It's a national emergency, so I should be strong. Yeah, and I'll say the first then couple of days that I was adjusting to this, I was really, I was trying to, I, I wrote down a couple of words to try to put it into language, but like really out of sorts, really upside down. You were. And, and really <laughs> unable to help anyone else. Like, 
Like literally sometimes it's, you have to help yourself first. Yeah, right. right and that's okay. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and it's okay to have a time of adjustment and it's okay to admit that you feel things or you're, you're not feeling strong. Um, it, it's, it's actually kind of essential to start where, where you are. And I've noticed that there's been kind of a trend in, I don't know, some of the spiritual people who, who I don't know, tend to, I don't even know how to describe it, but um, there tends to be a trend where we feel like we have to put a positive spin on everything. Ah, right, right, right. And, um, right. and it's kind of like, I heard this metaphor recently. It's kind of like having an empty take of gas and just putting a smiley face sticker on it. Um, <laughs> like positivity is great, but you have to start with where you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't skip over it. And so I think that there's been a collective like those kind of, some of those primal emotions, anxiety, uh, feelings of scarcity. Um, sure. And sure. that's, Food, re that's reinforced when you go to the grocery store yeah, and right, right. it is all gone. Right. <laughs> the rice is all gone. Right. Um, and so... There's no toilet paper <laughs> or pasta. The commodities that seem to be most valuable at this moment. Right. Yeah. So it's only normal that fear and anxiety come up. Um, I'll tell you what's bigger for me. Unknown. Yeah, uncertainty. Because uh, um, Preston had this great line um, about how it's like a Saturday. Oh, wait, Trace? Trace is <laughs> Give him credit where credit is due. Okay, sorry. You get the credit for that one. I'm uh, that like if I think how long are we going to be in our house, I like if I go there, <laughs> how long is this like a feeling of uh, claustrophobia mixed with space and time? But when Trace was like, just imagine like every day is like a Saturday. Then I feel a little better. I only have to do one of these days. The tomorrow I got another one. But the, but the how long is this going to be thing. Whew. Whew. By the way, can we back up? Yeah, of course. Because I know for a lot of people, the last time we had something like this, well, the financial crisis in 2008 was pretty massive. Uh, um, and, and devastating for lots and lots of people. But I mean, on the, on the scale of like things in our lifetime, you go back to 9-11, seems like the nearest massive thing that everybody was Right, where everything felt upside on. down. Right, right, right. Uh, but I, this is what's interesting to me is when I thought, think about 9-11, um, I, like a couple days later, got up and gave a sermon. And like... I remember like leading people through that whole experience, but I was noticing how much my life has changed that because at that time in my life, just well, be strong. Come on, everybody. You know, we'll get through this. We'll be fine. Calm down. You're, we're going to be okay. But I just noticed how I'm so much more um, tuned in to all the other things happening inside of me. The, the existential dread, um, the anger, with the inability of leaders to lead. You know what I mean? Like yeah, all these well, different I, things I'm way more I'm way more honest about that are like brewing inside of me, which I assume many people have that experience. You got all these different things right now popping up. 
Right. Because of the unknown nature of this, yeah. it's easy to go to worst case scenario. Right. Right. Which isn't helpful, but it is a normal human reaction. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so again, I mean, tell, tell me more about why you chose the word primal. Because the luxuries and abundance, at least for many in the modern world, like you think about the hierarchy of needs, can keep you fairly distanced from those most basic food, shelter, protection. You know what I mean? We, you can kind of glide along the top at some level. And when you do have those, we have so much luxury and so many ways to numb any of those fears that you can kind of skate along the top. Now, a lot, of, I mean, obviously, for many people, th these, that even that's a luxury. But something about this, like, our grocery store is going to be open? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're just questions pop into your head um, right. that just put you in like a, a your dependence, which is always true all the time, rises to the surface in ways that it normally doesn't. Right. The whole thing is really, really, really fragile. And we know that. But then you have this experience where you just get a bit more of a visceral view of how fragile things really are. And it's... Yes, it's very like, disorienting. <sighs> Strong. Man. So I was thinking when you were talking about primal, I would say my word that relates to that word would be human. Like these are these are really human things that we're all going through. Yes. That there's a vulnerability to existence that we don't encounter very often. Yeah. And we're in one of those times. Right now. Yeah. So what do we... I mean, <laughs> I don't want to say, so what do we do? Because part of it is we, there is like a sitting in the unknown, but yeah. there are ways to. Well, it's interesting when you say sitting. To have the, it be more light. Well, it's interesting how many things have already happened in our house. Like last night when we're all together in Preston's bedroom listening to rap. Or uh, Trace has this pull-up bar, so he has me on a pull-up program. But then you were doing, like, we ended up with, we've been having, like, family workout night. Right. Um, and then Violet was on that exercise ball doing sit-ups. Um, and then that stretchy band. That, yeah, I think. Like, so. all of a sudden, we're all together in the living room doing all of these like exercises, and that's just weird and awesome. Right, which I think I would say are <laughs> moments of surprise. In, yes. During these five yeah. days of staying yeah. in, there have been really unique moments of surprise that have popped up that we didn't plan, um, that we couldn't anticipate. Yeah. But there was something about the limits the fact that we were all in, um, something about our need to 
to be together and connect. Um, I felt it that, that there, there is like this, um, we need each other more. Yes. We need each other more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all the, all of the walks that we have taken just because you need to get out just because let's go get some fresh air and the stuff. I mean, we walk all the time, but something about these walks, they have something about them where we're literally just walking around the neighborhood because of feeling cooped up. And those conversations have a certain ambling. We're not really going anywhere. We're not running errands with our stroll. We're just strolling to stroll. All those as a particular quality to that, which is like really beautiful. Even if when somebody comes the other way on the sidewalk, you step into the street. Right. There's it's a, like beautiful. There's a really interesting thing that's happening in this time of isolation. We're also deeply connected to each other because we're all going through the same thing. Yeah. 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 So as we walk past people on the sidewalk, um, you're keeping more distance than you normally do, or you, or you're at least thinking about it. Um, and yet, at the same time, there's connection. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, this experience of being human, like we're all going through this together. Yeah. Um, I've actually thought about because one of my fears when this first started was oh my word, I'm going to feel so lonely and isolated. Like, what am I going to do? Ah, yeah. Um, And so I've had to be proactive about connecting with people. And it's been really good. Like, just remembering to text somebody, um, call somebody, this new Zoom thing that... Is new to you? Is new to me, (laughs) but it's like, it feels like it's taking over the world. Um. Yeah. I mean, well, it's also funny. Classes on Zoom, Violet's friends all get together on Zoom. Um, I just briefly saw an article in the New York Times today about uh, writers who feel isolated and they literally have other writers that they're on Zoom with. And everybody's just writing? But they're just writing. (laughs) (laughs) They're not talking to each other. But it gives them a feeling of not being alone, of like, camaraderie like we're in this together so i've actually thought like what are all the unique ways we will find to connect with each other yeah like using imagination using using creativity um what are what are ways that we will connect that we never thought of before it's funny because this episode you and i were like oh yeah we should just do it we should do an episode but i didn't really have anything (laughs) clearly interesting or new to say. Um, but you and I just kept talking about presence, about if, if we're all in our spaces of living, isolated at some level, then let's you and I just talk about this as, as an attempt. Well, we're with each other, but to be with everybody. Right. Um, and it's so interesting to me how just letting everybody know we're sitting here at our table kids moving around, feeling what, what everybody else is feeling is really meaningful to me to even say that. Beyond, and here are the, th- 
here are the three things to keep in mind. No, just, yeah, we're with you. We're with you, all of us. Feels really needed and necessary and powerful right now. Yeah, I've also wondered, we all have different areas of expertise and um, I've wondered if people will start sharing more as an, um, as an exercise of connection, not an exercise of I'm trying to make money off of this, but an exercise of connection. Like, for example, um, I know you know I did like a little, um, is it called Instagram Live? I did an Instagram Live. Uh, yeah, IGTV or something? Yeah, look I watched. Us. Look at us, we don't even know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that uh, author, what's her name? Kim Kranz did a... Shout out to Kim Kranz. She did a drawing. We love Kim Kranz. A, a live drawing segment. I'm not going to call it a lesson because she said it's not about being an artist. It's actually um, a technique that she uses called uh, draw the feeling. And there is a hashtag draw the feeling if you want to look at it. But um, it was like a half hour exercise that was like this meditative uh, drawing exercise where you you take the anxiety or whatever the the difficult feeling that um, maybe you would even call it like a dark feeling that you're feeling and you you get it out on paper and then when you get to the other side of that then you uh, try to access the creative force the divine force mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Um, finding the light. And she did it live, and there were 400 people that did it at the same time. And it made me cry throughout the whole thing, both from what she was presenting, what she, the, the gift that she was giving all of us, and the connection that everyone felt. And so we, we did like a dark kind of feeling drawing and a light. Feeling. I liked your dark drawing, by the way. You did. And then That's a light amazing. feeling drawing. And then she wanted people to take a picture of them and post them, which again creates even more community um, connection. What The things that we're all feeling, you realize, um, are so similar. Mm-hmm. But what I wanted to say about that is I've had this sense that um, people will start offering their gifts to the rest of humanity. Like Trace was saying, people are posting these great home workouts using just your body weight. Um, oh, if you on, can't go to the YouTube. gym. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then our friend Jeff from the Rodale Institute just wrote this really beautiful, beautiful piece, piece about right. um, his experience earlier in life being... Uh, isolated because of an illness that he had and what he did during that time, the intentions he set and um, and how that disruption in his life um, taught him to slow down, taught him to meditate, taught him to um, eat organic foods, all of these things which healed his body eventually. But um, when I was reading it, I thought, he has a gift for writing and out it comes. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you say that because for many people, um, limits inhibit imagination, but there's a long history in art of 
limits stimulating imagination in all sorts of ways. So you think about like the white stripes come along and Meg White plays the drums and Jack White plays the guitar and there's no other musicians. It's just drums and guitar. And they keep themselves to those limits and the limits are actually what stimulate this extraordinary explosion of new sounds. Um, and so for many people, it's like the moment there are boundaries or, um, oh, you can't go here, you can't do this, there isn't enough money, there isn't enough, it feels constricting. But there's a long history of, like what Trace was saying, you can't go to the gym, and suddenly all of these trainers are showing people all these workouts they never knew were possible that don't involve the gym at all. Um, and I, you're totally right. We're going to see... Uh, I had that sense a couple days ago. Oh, we're going to see people. You leave human beings in their houses and apartments and backyards for who knows how long, we will inevitably get up to stuff. You know what I mean? Right, we'll inevitably I, connect things that we wouldn't have thought to I connect. But I also think this is a very powerful way to deal with those human feelings, we were, primal human feelings that we were talking about in the beginning. Yeah. Is you move into then giving kindness, um, looking out for those who are the most vulnerable. Yeah. And you realize that that's actually what saves you. So true. So true. Um, you have some things written down here. I do. I, we're kind of talking about them in a roundabout way. I just always find it fascinating when you have a notebook and you've taken notes. I want to know what you've written because it's always good. It's always gold. What do you well, got there? I mean, wh one thing I wrote is toolbox. That's one of my words. Um, yeah. Because I do think it's important during a time like this um, when we have pretty big emotional swings. <laughs> um, I know I'm speaking for both of us. Looking for some agreement. <laughs> no, a only big, in the sense. Big emotional swings. No, I know you don't have big emotional swings, except that just recently you were saying, like, every once in a while, you just, you have this, like, flash of, oh, my word, what is happening? What in the world? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I my mean, biggest emotional swing is I forget. Um, right, you're, I forget that we're in the midst swings, of some weird, uh, I, I forget that we're in the middle of something historic and unprecedented. And suddenly I'd be like, wait, there's a, like, there's a virus. Your emotional swings there's are like a, a little different from <laughs> other people's emotional swings. Why is, but, no, I didn't. That. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I think I'm going back to, I think it's important. Why is um, that? Let's explore that. What do you mean? I don't understand. Understand I think what? I'm like everybody else. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just saying... But you're right. I was sitting on the couch right there just being like, hey, wait, we're in the middle of this insane thing. Um, I just think everybody has their probably unique emotional swing. Like, yeah. like mine tends to go lower into like a... Um, I can I can get to hopeless... Not, not totally hopeless, but like I can get to like a real heavy feeling yeah. of hopeless, despair, it all feels too heavy. You don't normally go there, but you might have a different swing when you're not. Everybody has Oh, sure. Everybody sure, has sure, a sure. range of like doing well, not doing well. Yeah. Oh, um, but I but um anger towards the president. Okay. Yeah. Like I just have vast reservoirs of 
I can that that can come up like that. Right. So, so, so somebody else might get sad or scared or f- fearful about this, or and I have all those as well. But I, I can pull up institutional a- anger at incompetence when actual people's lives right and some will of that and I are think, hanging in the balance. Um, some oh. of that I think is why people have gotten so into the Enneagram because you can kind of see where you swing. Mm. By where you are on the Enneagram. Um, ah, that's interesting. Yeah. And so, like, for me as a six, my thing is fear um, and a need for security. So I can swing into, like, a like a hopeless despair, anxiety. Like, I can, I can veer into those. But the point being is we all have... Um, Places we go. We all have these emotional places we go yeah. that are not um, where we want to be. Yeah, and so exactly. I think well said. It's important during this time to know to kind of even have a list. I've made a list, like things I do when I'm in that spot. Uh, and yeah. um, so I thought it would be interesting to just talk about some of those things. Um, One of the things for me is having a routine, um, having some intentions so that life doesn't just become that heavy feeling of hopelessness. So like for me, you know, I like to get up early in the morning before everybody else is up. Yep. And I like to have my tea and I like to read from a book that inspires me, um, like on that couch, right over on there. On that couch, I like with to, your tea on that little. I like to wooden set an footstool in, thing. A simple intention for the day that I'll return to over and over. Um, she really does this, folks. By the way, you really do. You live like um, this. I like to. It's funny I, to hear you say stuff that I just see you do effortlessly. Well, I like I to journal. I like to write things down. I like to let ideas come to me. Like it's, it's so important to me to start my day on that note. And I have experimented during this time, not really on purpose, kind of on accident, but the anxiety made me get up and look at the news first thing. And I started to notice, like starting my day in that way, set a completely different tone for the day. Yes. And so I've, I've made an intention to start my day connecting to what I call spirit life. Um, and it, I don't want to interrupt. No, go ahead. It's interesting that you and I were talking about doing a podcast today, this morning, and we were like, let's not look at the news. Right. Before we do, do record. Yeah, I actually Be- did, but I did real minimal just to make sure that. I did too. <laughs> we both complete. Horrible. Right, right, right. You would, didn't happen overnight. Yeah, that, that was probably smart. But um, <laughs> it was funny how we both, the incessant checking of the news, we both uh, noticed the effect that, that it was doesn't having. put us in the best space to then record talking about what this experience is like. Try to be strong, hopeful, <laughs> um, <laughs> insightful, whatever. Right. Um, yeah, so so that's uh, that's my essential um, ah, thing in my toolkit yeah. toolbox mm-hmm. um, is starting the day, and then 
kind of midday, I end up needing, I call it powering down. Power down, sure. Yeah, where I listen to a guided meditation. Um, and there are so many to choose from, whether you search for something on YouTube or you want to try the Calm app, which I recently got, and I absolutely love it. The Calm, C-A-L-M? C-A-L-M. Um, they have, like, you can listen to stuff by LeBron James or you can listen to meditations inspired by Winnie the Pooh. Um, it's, I mean, Something it's a, for everyone. just endless options. And um, there's, uh, there's also, like, this self-hypnosis guy named Glenn Harold that I've dabbled in just because I like to... I like to experiment. I like to see what I like to see what things work for me and what things put me in that state of calm. Um, <laughs> people's Robcast people's literally sometimes Kristen will like come out of her power down and she'll she'll like come out to the main part of the house and be like, that one was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like she was on the seventh plane of the astral vibration of turquoise or something she'll she's been somewhere i love it i don't it's like she went far away and then came back i love it <laughs> she, i think yesterday you were like that one was awesome <laughs> <laughs> you're like a time and space traveler you know from what? like the it's, back room there it's endlessly interesting to me what we can do with our minds or or what happens when we let go of thought yeah. Consciousness. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's, oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's endlessly fascinating. Endlessly fascinating. So um, it's relaxing for me, but it also has this other dimension of exploration. And um, you're like a true psychonaut. Maybe. N A U T, like explorer. Yeah. yeah. You, you, yeah. I mean, we all are at some level, but, um, Okay, but, well, but for me, that's part of why that's in my toolbox is because it reminds me of the more. Yeah. It reminds me that we are so much more than just this material existence. Yeah. And I need that reminder every day, yeah. more than once a day. Yeah. Um, so I need the reminder in the morning. I need the reminder at like one o'clock when I do my power down. Um and maybe during these times, like, I even need those reminders more than twice a day mm, um, mm -hmm. because I've noticed that um, I, can, I can have a shift going for a walk, being out in nature. Um, and even if nature isn't readily available, sometimes you can find it, like, just looking at a plant. Which I know probably sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but um, I love it that you said that. I know, but I noticed you watering the those cactus yesterday. Yeah, the succulents. Yeah, yeah. it's real. Yeah, it does something to me. Yeah, I've noticed that. Um, and if you really look at it, like really look, it's. I mean, it is a form of meditation. I know. I saw. I saw you staring at the plants in the backyard, but I knew what was. I could. It was like, oh, yeah. yeah, she's communing. <laughs> she's not just executing the perfunctory task of watering. Yeah, I think she's it's... She's like communing. 
one of the reasons why people love Mary Oliver's poems is because she went out in nature and like really looked at it. Yeah. She looked at it with a poet's eyes and a poet's heart. And it can do something to you when you slow down and look at it like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, so I know everybody has their own list and, um, Another thing on my list is finding teachers that you like to listen to, whether it's YouTube teachings, Audible. Um, I'm sure there's other places you can access teachers as well. I, I know that a lot of like Zoom lectures are popping up to come back to the Zoom theme. Yeah. A um, lot of places are, I mean, I just got an email yesterday about an organization that, that's doing these Zoom lectures starting in April. Um, and then what I mentioned before, art and creativity, draw the feeling, whether it's draw the feeling and it's a meditative, creative thing, or it's, um, like actually creating art. I know Preston got out his painting Painting. box from a, um, that was a college class. I noticed that he had all his painting stuff spread out. Yeah, he he knows that it's important during this time. And you know, create. we were all, last night the kids and I were all talking about uh, recording today. Right, I know you're going to record some songs. <laughs> and Preston last night played us a song that he and his friends recorded mm-hmm. about the coronavirus that we were laughing so hard. Yeah, it was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so. People. I was giving you yesterday all of the, I was making units of things to do. Remember, I was like, okay, walk the dog, eat. Okay, if there's three meals, walk the dog. Okay, there's four units of stuff to do. Okay, fix that my bike because I just got a flat tire on my bike. Wait, is this your toolbox? Ride bikes. Um, no, it was yesterday when I was talking about what? Oh, go ahead. This is but kind of like my toolbox. Okay. All the list of things I can draw on. So when I'm like, oh my word, what am I, I going to do? I see. I see. When up, you have the stuck. panic feeling. Yeah. I think I got up to like 19 things. Got it. That I was listing for you of things I could do just so I didn't in my head have what am I going to do for all this time. So I realized now, I was laughing about you, like you really have toolbox written there. But I realized yesterday I was giving you my toolbox. Although I didn't call it that. Yeah. Do you have more there, by the way? I do. Um, another thing uh, I think that's really important coming off of the primal mm-hmm. concept is thinking about how we feel safe. Because primal is a, a fear response that we're not going to be okay. And the antidote to that is safety. And so I think there are certain ways that we can make ourselves feel safe. And there are even things that have been studied with research on, on ways that we move from the sympathetic fight and flight state into the parasympathetic, calm, um, rest, digest, and heal. Um, and I just think it's, I think it's interesting to brainstorm because I think every person is unique. 
but like curling up under a blanket with a book, sitting by a fire, um, having something warm to drink, your, your favorite warm drink. Um, there's certain things that are comforting to us. A good novel, um, heavy blankets at night. Um, weighted blankets. Right, they found that weighted blankets actually... Do you people know about... Do these we have Weighted blankets are unbelievable. Well, that's one of the... They, what do they have in them? Not lead or metal. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But it's like I a really, know. really heavy blanket made to be heavy. I don't know how they make them heavy, but... Um, <sighs> Incredible. Yeah. It is one of the things that moves us from that sympathetic into the parasympathetic, is that feeling of being tight or hugged or like... Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the compression vest for your dog. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I was thinking about this in relation to kids, because I know that Violet had one day where she she just had kind of an emotional meltdown. Yeah. And didn't know why she was crying and didn't know why she was all out of sorts. And um, so I just took her over to the sofa and like sat with her and rubbed her head and and let her cry. And eventually she said, because she's, she's 10, almost 11 now, so she's, she's on kind of the old end for this, but she said, Mom, can we just go watch Shaun the Sheep? And I don't know if everybody's familiar with Shaun the Sheep, but it has no words. And it's usually funny. Well, yeah, it's always funny. It's one of my favorite. I actually think it is my favorite cartoon. Um, and so she and I went and watched Shaun the Sheep and it was so comforting. We got under like fuzzy blankets and it had this like simple, childlike, um, um, not, yeah, I, I, I don't know what other words to use except that it had that feeling of safety. Yeah. And I think this is important for kids but it's also important for adults like yeah. to think about those things um, that make you feel safe. And I thought it was really interesting that she thought of it because she tends to be at that age where she wants to be more sophisticated and grown up. But in this instance, it's like she knew, let's just go back. Let's just go back to like when life was really simple. Yeah. And these characters are like, communicating with their eyes and their body language and yeah um but one other thing is that the when we're stressed cortisol is the stress hormone that rages through our system and one of the things they found is that touch is something that brings cortisol down so it's really important for kids right now to feel safe to to have touch, and um, again, it's not just important for kids, but for adults as well. Well, last night when we were all crammed into Preston's bedroom, right? Like, we were in why a is very this, small space. Why is this having such there an were, indescribable effect on me? There were three of you on his bed, yeah. <laughs> and Trace had pulled up a, a drum stool right next to the bed, and then you came in. Yeah, it's because like literally the physical proximity was was like right doing something to me. Yeah, and and 
um, touches what releases oxytocin, which is one of those neurochemicals that um, helps you feel connected to others and also helps you feel um, safe. They call it the love hormone sometimes. It's that kind of warm, lovey feeling that we get. Um, and so touch, there's a, there's a whole bunch of things um, that they found have in, that increases oxytocin. Um, everything from texting a friend, uh, reaching out to someone, hugs, which I know are limited right now. You heard me calling. families. <laughs> but it's funny, I was, you heard me calling friends. Yeah. Just to find out that my friends were um, hunkered down in their houses with their families. And I was like, I, I was like partway through, I was like, why am I talking? I know I am talking to my friends because I love them, but I'm also, all we're doing is reporting to each other the exact same facts about our lives. We're all in our houses. We got some bunch of more food than we normally have. Um, but it was oddly reassured. It had some weird feeling of safety. Whatever it is, my friends are in the same situations. Right. If If somebody tested your... Yeah, I don't know. I guess they can measure oxytocin through saliva, but I guess if somebody tested you, your oxytocin probably would have been higher after those That's times how it of felt. connection. I was like, why are these phone calls yeah. so doing something to like my physiology? Because no one's saying like, oh, it's no big deal, or oh, it's all going to be, no, no, we're all just, you, you got this going? Me too. You feeling this? Me too. Um, yeah, acts of kindness. They found increased oxytocin in your system. So all these physiological things. So they're Robcast peoples. We're telling you uh, what we're experiencing, assuming that you're experiencing the same thing and all of our oxytocin levels are spiking. Let's assume that. Yeah. <laughs> I probably just massacred the science there, but <laughs> maybe it felt should, good. Maybe we should call it this. felt good. Yeah. Day five of... Day five. More oxytocin. <laughs> Oh, uh, what else do you want to talk about? Or do you want to just send our love to everybody? Do you have any more words or are we, are we good for today? Are we going to do more words tomorrow? I think we should make another one at some point and talk about, I, I want to ask you all kinds of questions about grounding, what we mean by grounding. That feels like a whole other thing, no. All right. So we'll do that at some point in the near future. All right. So, so uh, everybody, Rob here. And Kristen. And Kristen. And from... From the table. From our living room kitchen table to yours, which sounds like a cooking show or something, but uh, we're sending you all sorts of love. Love, grace, and peace. And we'll talk soon. <laughs>